0: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Cinco de Mayo edition of Ball Don't Lie and also 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, that you have a chance to hear live right here in the ATX. Who we jamming right now, Patrick?
1: This is the Peterson Brothers. They are playing Saturday Free Show out of the Hill Country Galleria.
0: Oh, man, oh that's pretty good. All right, so uh, my man Patrick always hooking you up with the great talent here in Austin, Texas, and where you can go catch some of that uh, very good music from those very talented individuals on a 5 one Friday. All right, happy single de Mayo. We're looking live. You can hear all the festivities in the background here at the Mullet Open, a great event for a great cause. A matter of fact, my man Horace just got off the golf course, um, so he was actually taking part in the Mullet Open there. All right, there are a couple of things I want to get to here, man. And we don't have a ton of time. We're off early at 545, so I'm going to try to get to as many of these topics as possible. So we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, but now it's become an even bigger story because now we have an actual report. So after the spring game, we hypothesized that there may be some teams out there that may be interested in Malik Murphy's services because he looked so good in the spring game. And Texas had an embarrassment of riches at the quarterback position because not only did they have quinn you returning starter had arch manning who they brought in the latest recruiting class but then murphy who most people out there nationally did not know about they had no idea malik murphy was as talented as he was he went down 1365 yards and a touchdown in that spree game now fast forward to today and 247 sports chris hummer he uh, threw out a report yesterday that multiple sec schools reached out to those around Malik Murphy. ah ah uh, ah, around him. If I don't talk directly to Malik Murphy, it ain't tampering. Correct. I talk to his uncle. Correct. Or his, his, his uh his, his homeboy, his homegirl, somebody in the group. If it,
1: we're just if we're just two guys sitting on a park bench talking forward,
0: talking, <laughs> having conversations to ourselves. You know you're talking doing something to shave if you're sitting on a park bench with a stranger just meeting up with him. If it
2: was basketball <laughs> I'll be talking to his AAU coach. Yes, the
0: shady yeah. uncle. The shady the ba- uncle. Well, used to be the bagman.: man. Exactly. A ludicr- ludicrously copacious bag. There you go. Say um, one more again. <laughs> well, he, he actually reported, Chris, Hummer, that multiple SEC schools reached out to those around Murphy to gauge his interest in transferring. He also said additionally at least one school from the Big Ten and Pac-12 also inquired. He said even before the spring game, yep. there were people reaching out to Malik Murphy. He said all the write-ups have been about uh, Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers. you said Malik Murphy, though, has got a lot of opportunities because a lot of people believe that Texas has uh, their plan for the here and now, all right, for the foreseeable future in Quinn Ewers yep. and for the long term in Arch Manning. And there is no place for Malik Murphy. And that's how they're trying to uh, poach him. Like I said earlier, and I've said it on the show before, Harge, tampering is essentially like speeding. Everybody speeds. Everybody in this place who drove here, y'all speed. People listening to the show right now, y'all speeding right now listening to the show. That's what tampering is. Everybody does it. It's the most violated rule on the books. You can even make the argument that if you're not tampering, you're probably not doing your job as a coach these days. Correct. And not a
2: coach. Family member. Okay. Friends. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Don't think. put the coaches in but there. I,
0: I, so I, I'm not worried about the tampering. That happens. I, I think the bigger story is, you were able to keep Malik Murphy here on yeah. top of all those Power 5 schools offering him a starting job and NAL opportunities. That's the it's big story. That, that is the biggest story in the
2: fact that Malik Murphy believes in Coach Sark. Uh, yep. you, you sit there and you look. Coach Sark was the one who recor- recruited him right from the jump. He kept telling him, you're my guy. You're going to come here. You're going to be a part of this. This is what we look for. We're going to work with you. We're going to get things going. The biggest problem for Malik Murphy Last year was the fact that he couldn't get healthy. If he'd have got a chance to be healthy, he would have been competing for that backup position. You would have got a chance to see him compete with Hudson Card and maybe Quinn yours. We all know what the situation was. We all know how I broke down. Now you start looking at it. He finally got on the field. There was nobody else behind him. He got that opportunity, and people saw it, and they were like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Look at how beautiful this man is out there throwing that football, moving around. And he's what six 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 five six six. Every bit of, and he looks great. So when you look at that, you saw him spin it, and you look at what your team is lacking.
0: You look at what your team is lacking, and you're like, man, he could come in here and help us right now. Bam. yeah. I, get, I don't know example. if Bama's one of them schools, but if Bama wasn't one of them schools, then they're not doing their job. There it is. <laughs> I mean, there it is. Because Bama would be great right now yeah. with Malik Murphy. Yeah, because they're talking about they're having problems. They, they don't know. They don't know their quarterback yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. So that's that, that story's out there. And by the way, uh, Chip Brown reported that – that shout out to the BMD, BMDs, big money donors, that they did arrange a new NIL deal for Malik Murphy to keep him here. They so had to. maybe a – but we
1: said your third string quarterback, Arch Manning, apparently he's making zero NIL dollars this that's year. True. So, so you had some money left over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Aha, that's a great point. You're
1: you had some right. money left yeah. over. Let's keep Malik Murphy here yep. and not let him go over. He doesn't want to play for Tommy Reese in that offense <laughs> in Alabama. He want to play for Bill O'Brien. He do not want to play for Tommy Reese. He didn't want to go to Cal to Berkeley. For. He didn't want to go to Cal Berkeley. He was play
0: for Sark. He didn't want to go to USC. What did you call him, Patrick? What is Sark? How do you describe? Oh, him? he is a
1: quarterback hoarder. Is a quarterback yeah.
0: hoarder. Hey, you know is what? Is he like? Is he like John Gruden? <laughs> oh, John, John Gruden? John Gruden was, was a hoarder. He, he was a yes. QB hoarder. He loved. No,
2: he he would sign any QB that could breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did know, right there get. in a the
1: turkey hole. I, I will say, I will say, John Gruden's QB quarterback hoarding, uh, hoarding involved guys like Brad Johnson.
0: That's true. So
1: I'm going to prefer <laughs> Quinn Ewers, Mike Murphy, and Arch Manning it's like over Jeff, an older Brent Johnson. Jeff yeah, Garcia, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, was, <laughs> and
0: that he Brando had your was. boy, and he had your boy Sims. They had Sims over yeah. there too. Yeah. So we hating on that. But there's no doubt, we talk about this all the time, you go back to 1998 and Texas has needed at least two quarterbacks 75% of the time going back 25 years. they do going yep. need yep. Malik Murphy. We just hope it's – you know, him being out there because they're blowing teams out so bad, Malik Murphy gets to play. Yep. But usually it's performance or injury. And most of the time, at least in recent history, Texas has needed two quarterbacks because of performance or injury.
2: No doubt. So, and no honestly, doubt.
0: I hope Malik Murphy, and I'm saying I'm not saying this is the case, I hope he's looking at Quinn Ewers and saying to himself, I'm just as good as that dude. Right. Honestly, you have I think to I'm be. better than that exactly. dude. Exactly. And honestly, when I get that job, when that dude either gets hurt or underperforms, he ain't getting it back. He gonna have transfer again, or just be my backup. <laughs> right. And if that's the that's the dog mentality. I that's how it's you. supposed to I be. I love you as a brother. Right. But that's my job. We're
2: gonna be in the quarterback <laughs> room together. Exactly. We're gonna be work- drawing up plays. But I think I can perform better than you.
0: I think that's my job. We ain't going to fight about it. It's fighting. just going
2: to be what it is. I'm yep. going to support you every step of the way <laughs> exactly. until you say, <laughs> hey, man, you just ain't getting it done. Then I got to keep it moving.
0: So, I, so that's my job. Exactly. No, That's the mentality. I, hope, exactly. I, I think Malik has that mentality. I really do believe he does. Um, okay. Uh, that's the Malik story that's out there. Let's get to this Urban Meyer sound because uh, this – shout out to my man E. Hogan because E. Hogan sent it. Uh, showed us uh the sound i thought it was pretty cool um and this was on urban meyer does his own like podcast and i don't listen to it just full disclosure i haven't listened to his podcast but cole pulled the audio of it and this is urban meyer on his podcast most recent podcast if you will talking about uh texas and his thoughts On the overall roster at Texas, I think it's called Urban's Take is the name of the podcast, with Tim May. And here is Urban Meyer. I haven't heard this audio either. Giving the Longhorns a lot of love.
2: Texas, you didn't mention that, but, you know, don't sleep on Texas this year. I was talking to Mark Pantoni, and I was talking to the uh, recruiting uh, director at Ohio State, and some other uh, man-for-man roster roster against roster. It's hard to say Texas doesn't have the best roster in college football right now. Yeah. Now, they they, they got to play. They, it's been a while since Texas has been good uh, or elite. Uh, but their quarterback, I, I watched him live against Alabama before he got hurt, and they could have won that game. And we all know Quinn Ewers from when he was at Ohio State. So uh, I think Georgia, Ohio State, and Texas are in pretty good shot. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, the funny
1: thing. Ain't no that,
0: stopping but- the yeah. hype train, Harge. Apparently the hype train is – Full Steve ahead. You even have Urban Meyer now saying, you know, roster for roster, the Longhorns can probably put their roster up against anybody. Uh, this kind of leads us to something we were going to get into earlier anyway. On on three, uh, coming up with their college football position rankings, yep. they have the Longhorns wide receiving core ranked second. In all the college football behind only Ohio State. As, as it should be. Which is wide receiver U. Yep, yep, And yep. ranked ahead of LSU. And ranked ahead of Washington, by the way. Washington's wide That's receiver interesting too. was damn good. Yeah, they we were. We saw it up close and personal. And USC at five. They also have the – we talked about the quarterback rankings for, on three. They had the Longhorns quarterback room ranked number three behind LSU. Um, and USC, USC which makes number sense one because Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams gonna be the yep. number one overall pick
2: and Heisman Trophy winner.
0: And I was but uh, yep. Jaden Daniels at LSU. I think it's uh, what's the other guy? Garrett Nussmeyer's Nussmeyer yeah, at LSU. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have those the two quarterback rooms ranked ahead of Texas. And recently, the tight end rooms were ranked by On Three, and they have the Longhorn tight end room as number three ranked tight end room in all of college football.
2: The problem I need to see is where's our offensive line
1: ranked at. Where's uh, our it, running honestly, back room? It'll you know probably, know what I'm saying? The, the
0: offensive line will probably be ranked pretty high. It will probably be a top ten O line, too. Okay. Considering you your 2022 class was, in the last five years, it was the highest-ranked recruiting hall for offensive linemen in the last five years. Very that correct. includes Georgia, Bama, anybody. Yeah. And that group now is a year old.
2: Yeah. Well, I love the oh, hype dirt. train. I love the hype train. I, I mean, we've been talking about it. But the problem is, i got to go back to what David Pollack said. I don't believe it until I see it, right? They, we've been hyping them up for the last couple of years. Not to this extent, oh, yeah, right? right no, Not to this extent. Right. We've been walking this walk and waiting for this moment. Sark's giving us a lot of fodder, too. He's walking around talking about, I like this team. This is This walks and talks like my team. This is what we've been expecting. Now you just got to put it in the dirt. We've been waiting for that moment. Let's see what happens when Texas actually goes out there and starts the football game. So, I like it. We're, we're all part of it. We We've all said it. it's a Big 12 champion or Big 12 game or bust. And if you don't get there, then what are we talking about, right?
0: We're going back to the same old Longhorns. Is it is it Kool-Aid or is it Flavor-Aid? Right, all
2: right. 100%.
0: My, my mom, she sometimes she would think Kool-Aid was too expensive and try to buy that fake-ass Flavor-Aid. <laughs> and nobody in the house would drink it. She'd come home mad. Why ain't nobody drinking this Flavor-Aid? Because it's Flavor-Aid, mama. Don't nobody want no fake Kool-Aid. But she could Bob-Aid. put enough sugar in there. No, you can't. Not with Flavor <laughs> Aid. Trust me. You know what Flavor Aid was famous for? Jonestown. Exactly. They weren't drinking Kool-Aid. They was drinking Flavor Aid, the they fake was sipping. stuff. They, they weren't was drinking the real stuff, okay? Yeah. So is Sark trying to serve us Flavor Aid or is this Kool-Aid? I'll drink the Kool-Aid. Right. I won't drink the flavor.
2: How do you feel about it right now? When you see I all think, this conversation, I, I was, I, I think, and you honestly, break it all down. And,
0: and, and, and really, I think this team, this roster is as talented as it's been a long time. What's the last time we went back and talked about a roster this talented? Exactly. Top to bottom. It's been a
2: minute. So to me, a minute.
0: to me, it's all about Sark.
2: It's been 19 years, by the way. 10 to 11 years. To right?
0: me, it comes back to Sark. So if it, and by the way, Sark, I'll give you a lot of credit. He has stockpiled this roster. With elite recruiting classes, right? Stacking those classes is a big part of it. So now you stack those classes to the point where people are saying you got the most talented quarterback room in the country. or You got a top five wide receiver room, a top five tight end room, top ten O line room. That's all great, and it's fantastic. Which means there are fewer excuses. Very this few. means that if you lose games next year, it's going to be less of the narrative about ah talent deficiencies. They don't have enough talent on this roster yet. They got to get more talented here. No, no, they got talent everywhere. There are no talent deficiencies. Even Sark has said it. We don't have weaknesses on this roster. There, ha- there is no talent deficient uh, position on this roster. So to me, if there's going to be a deficiency that will be exposed, it's the man in the mirror. It is the head coach himself. We know. I love Sark. I think he, Sark is great. But Sark is not a great chess master. What I mean by that is there's a chess master that happens between every, in every football game, within the game. And Sark is great probably the, one of the best in the country. I'm not joking. At preparation and game plan, you can't touch Sark's game planning and preparation. The problem with game planning and preparation is it only lasts a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. That's Sark's opening script. What is it, 20 That's plays? He gets his, yeah, 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 whatever it is. That's yeah. why he gets his lead, and he's as good as anybody. But there's two and a half to three quarters of football, which is mostly adjustments and counters, the chess match within the game. And oftentimes Sark he fails and falls short there. Right? It's a four-quarter game, and by the fourth quarter, he's all out of ideas. He's got nothing left in the bag. When he should be better at anticipating the adjustments of his opponents based on his script, anticipate their adjustments, and then be able to come up with creative counters. I, t- I have yet to see him yet. I have yet to see him evolve to that point as a coach. And that's why I say he's become a, a, a grand master at chess. Right? Right now, I think there are different levels of it. You can be a you can be an amateur. You can be a, a, a major, regional, national expert. But a grand master at chess means you're one of the best in the world. And no. chess is all about, right, it's all about seeing three, four, five steps ahead. Right? It's being able to anticipate the moves of your opponents. That's what Sark doesn't do well. Doesn't anticipate the moves of opponents. So I need him now, this season, to go from being just a, a master chess player to being a grandmaster chess player. This- if he does that. Texas will be playing for a Big 12 title.
2: He's the one sitting in the park hitting a button, right, after they make that move. He's tapping mm-hmm. it. He's going around. Chested, he's practicing and game planning away from the film. So he's watching games right now, and he's breaking it down. Where did I fail at? Because, remember, he's count, He's come out and said, I failed mm-hmm. yeah. numerous times. But but,
0: but but the reason that that, it, it's hard to – to, 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 in my opinion, evolve and cultivate that part of his coaching skill set in the offseason. It can only be done in game.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. You
0: can go back and say, yeah, I should have did this, I should have yeah, done that in yeah, retrospect. But it has that's, to be happening what I do on every damn Monday on the horn, <laughs> yep. watching the film and breaking it down. I need you during the game, in the game, to right. be able to anticipate the adjustments of your opponents and read your opponents. Sometimes you don't play the hand in poker, you play the man.
2: Yep, Sometimes you got to I mean, look at the people. You got to say
0: am The guy you're going up against, the corner, you're going up against. Look at this. I'll give, I'll give you one step before we go to break here. Steve Sarkisian has won about 55% of his games as a head coach. To be considered a good head coach, you've got to get to 60, right? You That's how any, you get in the hall hall of Fame. You can't get to the Hall of Fame unless yep. you're at 60%, yep. right? So he's got to get to at least 60% to be considered a good coach. Right now, he's above average. When he goes up against a good coach, a coach that wins at least 60% of their games, Sark has a win percentage under 40%. Yep. When he goes up against a coach that wins fewer or less than 60% of their games, he's got a 76% win percentage. So when he plays against a scrub, you know, just a reglo chess player in the park, man, he eviscerates that fool. Wipes the floor with him. Get out of my face, man. You ain't on my level. But when stark has got to a, face a coach that's as good or better than him, a grandmaster chess player, he's exposed. Yeah, emperor happen. has no clothes. The, the that's what I need you. him to do. And yeah. if he does that, he will continue to be above average and not a good head coach. Yeah. And I think this year he goes from above average to good to maybe even great in some people's eyes. That's well, it. he better hurry up. He better, yeah. This is the year for right. him.
2: This is the year for him. Yeah. And he gets a challenge. I'm not looking past Rice, but he gets a challenge again in week two.
0: You're right. And you know what? Texas will be favored versus Bama oh, now. Yeah, minus seven, wasn't it? Now Texas will be favored in yeah. that game. Yeah, So you can't go in that game with the Aggie mentality that there can be, you know, that, that kind of loser mentality. Oh, no, no. That's, it's totally that, different there, now. There's no more victories here now. You yeah. go to Bama, you're yeah. to win, not just place and compete.
2: No doubt. All
0: right, uh, we are live from the Mullet Oak, We'll come back one more segment, and then we're done for the day. We'll let you know what's on tap, and we'll cover a little bit of the NBA. Get Hardest thoughts about the Lakers uh, abomination last night. Oh, then more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find
1: out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, it's you've like done it now. It's time
2: for Rod's Whoa. Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All
0: right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 on The Horn. As you can hear, the festivities in the background. We are looking live. Here from the Mullet Open, the 22nd Mullet Open, and we want to say uh, shout out to my man Bucky Godbolt. Uh, Bucky Godbolt's got a big heart. He also's got a he's got a lot of lot of friends too. He's got yes, a, he does. He's got a mighty big contact list. Uh, so when uh, Bucky Godbolt uh, makes a uh, has a call to arms, if you will, for everybody to come participate, uh, you get folks from all over. So a great event out here. i uh, say thanks to Bucky for letting us be a part of it. Horace just came off the golf course. Man. Uh, so four, what four or five hours out there? Maybe six. Okay, six.
2: When I sent y'all that that picture, I don't I don't think it came through because I looked for it. We were seventy six minutes off the pace, and you got in Ooh. here. And, and I sent that to you at four nineteen,
1: <laughs> and you got
0: here like four forty five. I got here right at four forty five. Okay. so yo, And that was 76 minutes off the pace. Off the pace. So, Ooh. see, that's what I'm saying. Like,
2: yeah. we should have been done.
0: Yeah, you're right. That should have been done.
2: So, that's why it's like, okay, I'll play in the golf tournament. And then all of a sudden you get backed up on holes. Man, look, it's hot.
1: <laughs> Your boy is hot. I don't know. If it happens a third time, it's you. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You got two. That's two. That's three, three times. It's on you. I that's a very good, that's very good point. That's <laughs> a very good
0: point. He's right. Two weeks. In two tournaments, both six hours on the golf course. Yeah. I think you just like golf. You come here complaining like he don't like it. Right. He likes being out there yeah. in six hours. Next tournament, I'm taking my own cart. Yeah, exactly.
1: Next tournament, I'm taking my own cart. He's gonna to come leave. back. He's gonna take his own cart. Come back in seven hours. Be like, it was me. <laughs> it was <laughs> me. It turned out it was me. Bad. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: guys. <laughs> oh man. All right. We got one more segment, then we are done officially. For the week, uh, but we're going to talk about the uh, Lakers a little bit. We give our man Harge's thoughts about the Lakers and that implosion last night yep. against the Warriors, and then we can preview the matchups tonight. You got the Suns and the Nuggets, man. Suns without CP3, I believe. I believe that is that yep. is true. All right, so no. Yeah, he's out. He's
1: yeah. It'll be. I'd be, I'd be. If, if he comes back in the series, it'll be impressive. He's Maybe. probably off of the series.
0: Especially for an old man like CP3. Uh, so we'll get into that and preview that a little bit. But let's get your thoughts, Harge. We didn't get your thoughts about the Warriors just putting an old testament style butt whipping on the Lakers. Beat them 127 to 100. Uh, what were your thoughts about the matchup?
2: Well, I told you guys before we left yesterday, I said, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. You did? Anthony <laughs> Davis. I said, he has never played two back to back games where he was the player. Where he was the main. At least not in the last two years. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at it, and I'm watching him missing those mid-range. I see him not attacking the basket. I kept saying, in the paint, you have to get to the free throw line, and he has to be more effective. And then just the simple fact of effort. Effort looked bad last night. Yeah. He was getting pressed, and being teams were being physical against him, and it changed the whole approach. True. I know you guys were talking about the the lineup switch for the, the Warriors. The reason why the lineup switch was, was Looney was sick. If Looney wouldn't have been sick, he would have been in a starting lineup. It just so happened that Green was able to make all those shots, and it was huge for them. And now you sit there, and I heard during the game last night, they kept saying, Should they go back to the regular lineup? I think no. I think they should play green because it puts a lot of uh, problems and matchup problems for the Lakers. The Lakers couldn't match up. LeBron was kind of, eh, he had a good first quarter, and then the second quarter it didn't even look like he wanted to play anymore. And maybe some of that was because of the fact AD didn't look like he wanted to play. Yeah. And the the fact that Tristan Thompson – Got in the game.
1: That's all y'all need to know. (laughs) They were getting blasted. By the way, if Looney's sick, that dude still got eight rebounds in twelve minutes. You saw him on the sideline. He's a a
0: rebounding machine.
1: He He
2: is is. a rebounding machine. He kept looking like he was talking to his partner on the bench. Like, I hope they don't put me in. Oh, they put me in, and then he goes out there and get the rebound, and he goes sit back down. (laughs) He played hard in those minutes that he did get.
0: Now you made a good point because Patrick bought the same thing about Jamichael Green uh, when he started that they were able to spread the floor more. And, yes, that is key to help you be more efficient from behind the three-point line, but also it opens up everything for yep, Steph. Yep, yep. And they let Steph be the ball handler a lot more, and the floor was a lot more, you had a lot more space uh, in the floor, and the pick and rolls. I'll give you yep, the numbers. Yep, yep. Uh, Curry had 22 pick and rolls in 38 minutes in game one. He had 24 in 30 minutes in game two. Remember, he had 38 in game seven versus Sacramento. So that you're going to see that pick and roll uh, rate Continue to rise because that's when he's at his best. And honestly, they had, um, man, what was it? They had, the, they had the, the defense lost trying to navigate, especially Vanderbilt, trying to navigate those screens and those pick and rolls. I think you're going to see a lot more of him handling the rock. And they did not try, because early in, now they, they did a good job of doubling Steph, but they didn't try to deny the ball to Steph right. enough. You got to deny the ball. He's yeah. gonna get it, but deny the ball, make him work harder, and then double team him too. That's that's the key to trying to neutralizing that guy. Actually, last game, last game, game two was the second game in his career in the playoffs where he had as many assists as he had shot attempts. So they did turn him into a role player, but he still was able to impact the game possibly.
2: What'd you say? Assists as he, shot he had shot attempts. He had, yeah, yes, had, yes. Had, yes.
0: as many or more assists as he had field goal attempts. He had twelve.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. That's me, what that's I'm saying. A, Clay Thompson too. He I mean, that so. was we got good Clay this game. And when he got it going, I almost texted y'all last night right before the game, and I said, I think Clay gonna get at least six or seven threes tonight. I he just was, thought for sure he that he was gonna get. it. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> he got eight of them. For yeah, him. that's why I, I was just about to text y'all. I was like, the way he was looking, I was like, yeah, he this hey. might be his game. And did you see Jordan Poole got put in timeout? Exactly. He got put in timeout. He 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 has been that guy. That you have on your team, where you like, man, if you don't sit down somewhere with your <laughs> attitude, <laughs> He's like got- we can only put up with this so much <laughs> because you don't have the skins on the wall like a Drayman, Draymond. Draymond, yeah. you can put up with Draymond's nonsense. Jordan Poole, you got punched at the beginning of the year because you was acting a fool. Mm-hmm. And Draymond hey, then- ain't never punched nobody else that we've heard of.
1: Yeah, we. <laughs> oh, now he got a fight. I want to say he got arrested. For no, punching a guy. but, that, <laughs> was, but out the that was in college. That was when he went back to party <laughs> at Michigan State. That was when he was. That was in college. I mean, it was when he was a pro player and yeah, went back yeah, to, went college, back to college. <laughs> it at college. It was at yeah. college. Yeah. Yeah, it was at college. Yeah, he was at college. Technically, <laughs> it was at yeah. college.
0: Uh, but Draymond, Draymond, Draymond Green, basically defending Anthony Davis more, even though AD says I took all the same shots. It did affect him. He was. Uh, guarding AD for 34% of the plays in Game 1, 62% of the plays in Game 2. So Love it. That was also a big part of it. Uh, all right, I do want to thank Harge for uh, Finally all your hard up. work. Yes, man. <laughs> appreciate that. Now, Patrick, you're the man, the real MVP, brother. appreciate you. Appreciate Derek having us set up. My man Jack also helping us set up out here. Also for Bucky, Godbo for having us. Bucky. KK, uh, my man Cole back at the air and compound holding it down. A lot of love for all you guys and the folks out there for listening. We appreciate you guys most of all. Remember, the revolution will not be televised, but we're talking about it right here on Ball, Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Peace.
2: Horns Baseball.